You're listening to On the Edge, a production of Cleaver Magazine. On the Edge is a virtual poetry reading where authors' voices bring their work to life. This is the third in a four-part series featuring artists reading their work from the September 2017 issue of Cleaver. The first author of the episode is Babo Camel. Babo's poems have appeared in literary reviews in the US, Australia, and Canada. Some of these include Painted Bride Quarterly, Abyss and Apex, The Greensboro Review, and Alligator Juniper, among others. She was the winner in the Charlotte Newberger Poetry Prize and is a Pushcart nominee. Here is Babo reading her piece, Monday Morning. Monday morning. The palm trees outside the window are waiting to wed, but the officiate is late. They stare at each other, touching fronds, tasting of perpetual summer. At night we hear them imagining themselves elsewhere, unrooting. We smell the yearning. Annie on Mulberry Lane doesn't believe us. Well, they aren't outside the window exactly. They're out back, hiding from the gators. But they know the gators are waiting for the love moment. Gators hate sentimentality. You never see them on Hallmark cards. Annie knows everyone's secrets. She doesn't like to gossip, but the yellow heart of recognition nods in compliance. It's especially hungry in the morning. Annie dyes her hair black, rides a horse down Broadway. There will be a musical that will undo the president. He will pronounce nothing. All musicians know this that the bow is tipped. Toutes les promesses ont disparu dans les rues. The sun's laughing her head off. Gators swallow the sun. Our second author of the episode is Jenny Montgomery. Jenny has appeared or is forthcoming in publications such as Barrow Street, Tar River, Calix, Unsplendid, The New York Times, and The Cairo Times. Her poetry installations have been shown at galleries in Montana and Washington. Her poem, The Privative Alpha, was a finalist for the 2017 K. Murphy Prize for Poetry, judged by Myung Mi Kim. Here's Jenny reading her piece, Puget's Children. Puget's Children. It is a relief to pass beyond the flesh and become instead a column of information. Puerile, we watch pulp mills break down the big coastal forests with sulfit. Tender mushrooms from distant pastures, we grind them into dust, a magic, telepathy inside the car, Tacoma's air of putrefaction, old coats, this soft language streaming down through rain clouds into the olds, entering holes in the tops of our heads. 
Lights of the mills and the port make sequins, blurring the hills across the bay where our houses look back from behind cedars. Proof of something riding the night breeze. The old gods can't be heard from over and above, but salt travels on wind into our cotton mouths. Stepping over a pool of beauty bark and cultivars with nothing to say, we drive five miles an hour through the arsenic tunnel etched with lesions, listening for sea lions, lest I was hung for refusing to give up this grassland. Our third author of the episode is Jack Israel. Jack is a former tax accountant turned full-time poet. His work has appeared in American Poetry Review, the Beloit Poetry Journal, Cream City Review, and others. He has been nominated for a Pushcart Prize and has received a grant from the Pennsylvania Council of the Arts. He lives in Berwyn, Pennsylvania. Here's Jack reading his piece, Bully Notes. Bully Notes. When he beat me up, he had me against a row house screen door. Blows like birds flying at my ears as if they were feeders. My hands at the sides of my head protecting my face. I don't remember the feeling of being punched, but I remember my bully's face, filled with paternal rage as if I'd committed a mortal sin, not a wrong against him. His lips sealed, his cheeks red, and exploding the energy of punishment. I shouted fuck fuck to show that even in tears I was brave enough to shout a word I knew was bad. I saw him one Friday night in tight black jeans and t-shirt with rolled up sleeves on his way to the bowling alley where the tough kids hung out. I asked him if he was afraid and he said he had his balls, which were his courage, and his cigarette pack stuffed in the cuff around his bicep. I dreamed I loved my bully. I was on my knees kissing the initial on his row house screen door. I was enticing him to return to the world. My bully came down with agoraphobia, stayed in his room his sophomore college year. His row house seemed to shut down like an embarrassed face, eyes going bland and mouth hanging heavy with nothing to say. My bully said hello to me from a passing car, as if I were a dear old friend of his he hadn't seen in years. Our fourth and final author of the episode is Reggie Mills. Reggie's fiction appears in Buffalo Almanac, The Impressment Gang, Filling Station, and Driftwood Press, and has been nominated for the Journey Prize. He lives in Toronto. Here's Reggie reading his piece, The Buggy. The Buggy. The kid rides the dad's buggy fast and quick. It's him and her in the buggy with a handlebar in the seat he sits in with the kid standing at his back. He's got a rare type of osteoporosis that only affects men, see, and though it hasn't been diagnosed, he knows this is what it is. He's seen the weird hunched over ladies with their reusable totes lugging veggies and fruit back and forth. Each time he sees them, he thinks, you and me both, sister. The symptoms haven't yet showed, but he knows it's coming. He can walk just fine if he wants. The buggy is more a preventative measure than anything else. Plus it gets his kid in him from A to B real quick. She's in school, elementary, you know. The one where she's got to be there 8.30am or he gets a call. And he gets more than enough calls, that's for sure. Plus there's the fat perk of the sympathy looks his chair gets him. 
The ones he gets from other people in public who see him and see the sad old middle-aged man in the buggy, crippled by who knows what. He doesn't put on a show to cover up his legs or anything, wearing jeans just like the rest of us, because he's a person too. So scared, so sick, so brave. It's a crippling disease, pre-onset osteoporosis, but you can call it pre-onset osteo for short. This concludes the third part of our four-part series, highlighting artists published in Cleaver's September 2017 issue. A big thank you to Babo, Jenny, Jack, and Reggie, and a reminder that you can read their work along with the entire September issue at cleavermagazine.com. On the Edge is a production of Cleaver Magazine. More virtual poetry readings can be found at our SoundCloud page, soundcloud.com slash on underscore the underscore edge. On the Edge was produced by Ryan Evans. Original music created by Troy Bowman, aka Nautilus, on SoundCloud. The final episode of On the Edge, highlighting our September authors, will be out soon, but until then, thank you for listening.